I'm starting the Mamar Ashishi, the third out of the five Halakhim of the Kazari. We're starting the third Halakh of the Kazari tonight. The question he's coming to answer, the description he's coming to give us, is how we define an Eved Hashem. What does Yiddishkeit respect, look up to, as someone we call an Eved Hashem? In other words, obviously it's a Maybe the ultimate praise that we find the person given was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, Yeshua, David HaMelech, Yemashiach one day, they're called Abdi. That there's always considered an Ebed of Hashem. So what is the requirements, or what's the, so to speak, the way we determine or define someone as being an Ebed Hashem? Now why this is important is because this concept was borrowed by other religions and distorted. The idea of Sarasvik serving the deity, whatever that might have been in any other religion, existed as well. And if that's the case, we have to differentiate what's the difference between the way that they understood that religious worship has to be and what we understand. And it's something which the Kuzari has already said before more than once, the basic definition. But he's saying it again now because instead of talking in theory, he's going to talk about how it plays out and what a person needs to do. And therefore, as opposed to what a person would think, Rabbi Yudha Levi doesn't start his explanation with explaining the ruchnius aspect or the motivation of the Shema of what we want, we would think he would say as the way he talks about Eved Hashem. He says something else. He says, Amir the minag of the person by us who is called Nevod Hashem is that he's eneno nigzar minayram. He doesn't detach himself from the world. He's not celibate. He doesn't stay in a monastery. He doesn't, so to speak, confine himself to a, a, a sterile environment where no one else exists. Why? Because if a person would do that, then what would happen is it would become difficult, life would be a burden. And then the person, so to speak, doesn't enjoy living when a person makes his life something which is difficult or oppressive. And he says, It shouldn't be something which is a burden to him. And then he'll come to to reject life. The person will come to despise living if he makes his life too difficult or too uncomfortable. And what's wrong with that? He says, because life is shehemitavis habayre. Life is one of the chassadim, maybe the biggest chassad. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us is that he gave us life. And what's meant is that therefore the Ayyad Hashem is v'zaycher tevaseh alavahim. He remembers Hashem's goodness in giving him life. And he's grateful for that. A person wants to live. K'mashinemar esmispar yomecha amalei. The Torah gives the promise, I'll give you a longer life. You'll have a lengthy life. And therefore, a person isn't meant to despise his life. A person isn't meant to wish not to be alive. The, the Torah's bracha is life. Now, it sounds like the Kuzari is saying something which is very straightforward. We have to understand he's coming now. Okay, he's coming to so to speak, disagree with the notion which is prevalent 
And only for the sake of explaining, so to speak, what the Kazari wants, I have to first explain what the Kazari is not saying. In other words, what was the counter philosophy which he's coming to disagree with? And that is, and uh, instead of talking in terms of Avodah which one could do as well, but I could even build this philosophy based on terms that we clearly shall accept as true. And that is, at the end of the day, this world is not a perfect world. At the end of the day, this world is replete with misyanus, and the world of the world of reward is somewhere else. We call it And if that's the case, a person should be as eager as possible to get out of this world. It's just an ongoing series of nisyanus, which always the person has the risk of failing it. And if you can just, so to speak, get through this life as quickly as possible, and hopefully survive it relatively unscathed, okay, then you can look for Adam Abba. But uh, this world should be, uh, uh, so to speak, if a person has to cross a minefield, no one's looking to spend more time than necessary there. Every step I might stand in a mine. I'll try to get out of it as quickly as, as possible, doing myself the least damage that I can, and then Baruch Hashem through with it. And therefore, if a person sees this world as the world of Yisrael the world of challenge, and the world of opportunity to do wrong, so the quicker I'm out of here, the better. Because I just stand the risk of blowing myself up at any given time. I just stand the risk of being nikshal or giving to my Yitzhah And therefore I should be davening as much as possible. I call this please take me back. Because uh, so far I'm, I'm holding more in a good place. I'm scared what the future is going to bring. I'd rather go back to Shemai. That was... Hashem did sometimes. Hashem does that sometimes. Right, so as being a certain sea, a certain peak in Avodah Hashem. And that is, the person has his priorities so clear and his yerushchet is so strong that he doesn't, that he's, the, the fear of doing wrong means that he just is desperate to leave the area of Nisayan as quickly as possible. And therefore, well, the person would look to, to like I said, to, he would die Hashem, take me back. Taking back before I do something wrong, and then I've, I've survived my sojourn in this world, so to speak, relatively, relatively well. And that was looked at, it was considered to be a certain level of relationship. That a person has rejected all the pleasures that this world has to offer, including life itself. And that a person has this priority so clear that he's willing to live less in order to avoid the possibility of losing Olam above from a mistake he might make. And that was a, a, a worldview which was, at least by some, was admired, or was looked up to. That's what Kazar is coming to argue with. The Kazar is coming to argue with that. And he says that that's not the way Ayurveda Hashem is meant to feel. A person is not meant to feel that this life is a challenge, which is a burden, and therefore a person wants to get out of it. And the Yisrael he says for that is because when a person starts to do that, then they don't appreciate the life Hashem gave them. The one looks at life as something which is to be avoided at all costs. Or that a person wishes not to be here, then he doesn't appreciate it. 
And if Hashem would give him a long laugh, that's just, that's just prolonging the agony. Right? If that's the case, then why would the Torah promise us a long life as a reward? Why would the Torah promise us long life as a reward if Ba'atsim, a long life is just a, a longer, so to speak, sojourn in a dangerous territory? The Amos says it's a possible that the Kazari doesn't bring. I think it would be a much better possible to bring. And that is, when David Amalek and Tehidim wants to give us the example of somebody who's going to get rewarded, he starts about Mia Isha Chofetz Chaim. He's Oyev Yomim. He loves time. He loves his days. That's the first step. Before we get to the Nitzar Shan Chomer, Mirma, the first thing is his Oyev Yomim. He loves Yomim. He loves to live. And that's the, in the first part, he's Chafetz Chaim. A person who wants to live. He's a man wanting to live. And the man, therefore, appreciating that life is a time from Hashem, and I look to appreciate that. And why? This is the biggest sight. This is a big aside, and this touches on something, like I said, that the Kuzari has already explored before, but now he's looking at it in a, the, and from a different perspective. He's now looking at it from the perspective of the Ayyved as opposed to the philosopher. It's something we spoke about not long ago in the show, when we said the Ramban in Pashat Yisrael. The Ramban says, the Torah is made up of two halakim, mitzvah sasei and mitzvah loytasei. And he said, the shorish of mitzvah loytasei is Yerushalayim. Every time the Torah says don't do something, it's because the Torah knows that this is bad for you. In the spiritual sense, this is bad for you. And if it's bad for you, then the Torah is warning you don't do it. You don't realize the repercussions. You don't realize the ramifications of doing this because you don't understand how things work in Shemai. And therefore, the Torah can back up that warning with a threat. And if you don't realize that, you got, then it will offer you a physical punishment too. Because if you don't have that you, this is the Torah saying don't do it because it's harmful in a spiritual sense, then it will make it harmful in a physical sense too. If a person is over a he's high of Marcus. And I always give the Marshall to explain this. So again, if you have a little child, and you see that your little child likes to play with knives, likes to stick his fingers into electric sockets, so you're going to warn him, don't do that, it's dangerous. And if you see he doesn't listen to you, so what are you going to do? You're going to wait for him to electrocute himself as for Shalom? Of course not. You're going to punish him. Not because... You, th- that you want to punish him, but if he doesn't realize the danger of what he's doing, if he doesn't understand electricity, at least he realizes that if I do this, I'm going to get I'm going to get a punishment. So he realizes that. So it'll, that will be the deterrent. If he's not able to understand the real deterrent, so then what I'm offering as a punishment will be, will be the deterrent. And the mitzvahs later say work on the same principle. The Torah is saying don't do the things because they might say they're causing tremendous damage, in a spiritual sense. But the person doesn't realize that. The person isn't attuned to the spiritual reality. And therefore, he doesn't see what he's doing wrong. So Torah says, I'll make it clear to you. If you do it, you get Malchus. Malchus is something very real and very easily felt. And if that's okay, that's going to act as a deterrent. And then the truth is, that's much, much less than the real damage which is going to get done by Navarre. But it's something people can relate to. It's just like if I don't make a child, like I said, to play with sharp knives. If I'm going to punish him, it's much less than if he manages to cut himself. Right? But I don't want him to learn that way around, so I'm going to give him a different punishment, which will be the deterrent, and that's meant to prevent the person doing something. That's half the Torah. That's what it does. But the second half of the Torah, which is Mitzvah Saseh. And Mitzvah Saseh is built on the principle of Ava Sashem, which Ramban. It's not built on you. It's built on Ava. These are your opportunities. This is what you can achieve. 
This is your chance to grow and create and develop and to make yourself better. That's the principle of Ava. And therefore, every mitzvah is a chance to do that. You have a chance to grow by wearing tefillin. You have a chance to makadish yourself for saying Krishna. You have a chance to develop by learning Torah. Whatever it's going to be, a mitzvah say is a chance for a person to improve. And that's okay. If you're going to give the marshal by parents, it's the same thing. In some things you warn your children because you know it's dangerous. And therefore, you don't want them to hurt themselves or risk anyone else. In some things, it's part of developing them. You give them opportunities. You want them to develop and to grow. And then you say there is Ava. Now, let's explain the point. Imagine a child will come to his parents and say, you know what? I wish I could run away from this house. There's so many things I can't do here. I'm always scared. I might touch a knife. I might put my fingers into the socket. I might run in the road. You know, I might start a fire. Uh, you always, all day you tell me, don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. Forget it. I'd rather not do it. I'd rather not be here. How's the parent going to react? It's true. All those, all those, all those rules are there. Any normal functional home, you're not going to let your children play with fire, not with sharp objects, not run in the street, not play with electricity, or anything else. Right? It's true. You're not going to change the rules. But the child's reaction to that is, wow, you know, I, I hate living at home. It's just, it's just too scary for me. You know, I'm always scared I might accidentally do something wrong and then and risk punishment or ruin. Or you tell me this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Forget it. I'd rather opt out. What's the child, what's the parent going to say to that? You don't understand. You don't understand. That's not, you're not living to avoid doing things wrong. And the master is the things which are dangerous. You have to avoid them. You're living to achieve. You're living to grow. You're living to learn. You're living to become better. You're living to enjoy life. At the same time, the things which are dangerous, you have to avoid. But don't make that the main point of living. That I'm here just to avoid things which are dangerous. And normally, that's all right, I if the only thing I'm doing here is to prevent myself getting hurt, I'm not here, then I'm not going to get hurt. You're taking the small, the, so to speak, the less significant chalik and making that the ikka. The less significant chalik is, I don't want you to hurt yourself. So I'm putting rules in place that you don't. I'm saying, that's all there is to it. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. You're not going to I won't hurt myself. You're forgetting there's so much more. That's the smallest part. But when you're not playing with knives or electricity or fires or whatever else is, you can't be doing so much. And you can't be enjoying it so much. And you can't be achieving so much. That's what life's for. Not just to avoid the problems. Life's there to achieve, to grow, to develop. Now I can understand that I think any parent can relate to it very simply. It's a very straightforward point. Life isn't meant to be oppressive. Yes, the rules are in place and they have to be in place. You can't afford to give up on them. But it doesn't mean that overshadows everything else. Now life just becomes... A miserable existence of trying to avoid doing things wrong. Think. The Ayur Hashem Kira, we spoke about before, that's exactly what he's doing. Yes, the Torah puts restrictions in place, and they have to be there, because there are dangerous things that a person can damage himself, or other people, spiritually as well. And therefore, the restrictions are there. But if a person's whole focus is just the restrictions, you've lost out on that. That's not the point. You weren't created just to avoid doing things wrong, to like avoid minds in a minefield. They're there because they're things which you have to be careful about. Like I said, in any child, in any home, yes, they're things which are dangerous. They're there for a reason. But that's not the focus of life. The focus of life is what you're meant to, when you're not doing that, what can you do? What can you achieve? When you're not involved in doing a virus, how much is there to grow and develop and gain in life? And then a person who looks at it from that perspective, I'm not focusing on all the things I could potentially do wrong, and therefore I'm always, my, my, my existence is spent on trying to uh, 
they run away from wrongdoing. That prevent the 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 the, 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 the restrictions are there to prevent the framework that I don't hurt myself. When I'm avoiding that, so now I have so much that I can achieve, and that's what I'm meant to be focusing on. And Adrav, the more time I have, the more I can achieve. A person is an Ayy of Yaman. He wants to live. He wants to live, and he's been Brach of Mispariya Mecha Amale. Hashem says, I'll give you a longer life, is the biggest Bracha that there is. Because I'm, I'm using life to grow, I'm using life to gain. Yes? There's a, there's a possibility of doing wrong that never outweighs the amount that a person can gain by doing right. And therefore, the Ayyad Hashem, the D point, it says the Kuzari, the Ayyad Hashem isn't the person who spends his life afraid of punishment. A person like that is, is, is just avoiding doing wrong. And life is just miserable because it's always sees endless potentials to make, to make mistakes. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong and it's not the direction that Ayyad Hashem is meant to take. There wasn't Hashem put us here to avoid making mistakes. The, 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 so to speak, the framework's in place. The Torah's warned us what not to do. Good, don't do it. And now, focus your energies, develop yourself in what you can achieve. What you can achieve. I'll take this a step further. Do we end up doing this at home a lot, focusing more on the nice essays? Big mistake. Hmm. It's a big mistake. If a parent does the same thing, and the parent's main interaction with his child is don't, 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 then there's he's, no time to develop that essays. It's, there's no time. The, the, the don'ts are the background. What you spend your time busy with is the yes, is what you do do. If you're going to always like focus on the dance, then yes, you're making it a very restrictive, difficult place to be. If you say, look, these are the rules, so we're not going to do that. And if you do, uh, it's dangerous, and we'll have to stop you. But now we're going to focus on what we can do instead. You have to spend a lot of effort on building. 100%. And that's, that, and that's where a person develops. And it's the same thing about us. Most of our day, we don't spend running away from low says. Whether we're learning Torah or doing Chesed or davening, we spoke, we're spending most of our time on Mitzvah Saseh. We're spending most of our time on, on building, on developing, not avoiding Avera. The Averas are there, the, uh, the possibilities, there. the framework is there, we have to avoid it. That's not what we're meant to spend our time doing. Our primary focus isn't to be running away from Avera the whole time. Forget about it. Spend your time doing Mitzvahs. And that's what he said before. The person whose mindset is, Snaf is just like one long sign. There's always a possibility of Avera, means that the person is always focused on the Avera. He's always holding by what he's not meant to be doing. So the person like that doesn't grow. And he doesn't enjoy life. When we get over that point, okay, so what we can't do, we can't do. So let's forget about that now. It's not, it's not what we're meant to be doing. Let's focus on what we're meant to be doing. What we can do, then something, then it's something which develops and something which a person appreciates. Because he wants to grow. And I want to take this one step further. And I'll ask the question. And then... That is, it's not just mitzvahs and avarice. It's even within the mitzvah. Within the mitzvah, a person can be focusing on how much is doing the mitzvah wrong. And then I'm just not enjoying it. It's like, uh, there's too many things I'm doing wrong while I'm doing the mitzvah. Or at least, there's the focus on the element within the mitzvah of what I'm doing right and gaining from. The dogma. Is it better to learn with the chavrosa? But it might sometimes happen that, you know, someone you have next to you start talking. It happens. If you don't by yourself, you don't want to talk to, so it wouldn't happen. So it's better than not to have rest because it's not better, but there's a possibility that every so often, you know, you might get carried away into some other conversation. Or maybe you're saying by yourself. There's no one else to talk to, then you, then you won't talk. The truth is, it's not such a... As, that was the author's Looking back, in hindsight, it wasn't a great question, because when you're by yourself, you fall asleep. 
But uh, also when you ask the question there, what is the shine? Of course you don't have a Oh, but you might end up talking to Russell. So don't talk to Russell. Uh, the, the, the fear of doing something wrong can't dominate what you're meant to be doing right. You, you, yes, you're not meant to be talking. You're meant to be learning. Good, so go. It happens, a person makes mistakes. So don't do it again. Go back to learning. Uh, it's, uh, the fear of davening. The person must say, Hashem is there without having the kabbalah. So therefore what? We won't be afraid of davening because who knows? You must say, Hashem is there without kabbalah. So we'll try yes to have kabbalah. We don't, we don't, but the focus on what not to do wrong is paralyzing. We, we try to prevent, we try not to make mistakes, but when we put our focus on and our effort, energies into, and our mindsets is on what we can achieve. So yes, we're going to try to do it right. There's a possibility of doing wrong, but we're going to try to do it right. I'll give you another muscle in a more physical sense. Driving a car. Driving a car. It's an extremely dangerous thing to do. If a person can't drive cars, then he can save himself the possibility of getting into a car accident and hurting or even killing another person. But, for most people, there's not going to be a fact that if I'm never going to drive. No. There's, okay, be careful. Drive safely. Look what you're doing. Right? But... Therefore, I'm not going to do it. No, it's something that a person needs. It, it, it helps him achieve whatever else he wants to achieve, whatever, in whatever way it is. But, so you have to be careful. You don't want to do things wrong. A person has to be ashamed of himself. But it, it doesn't become paralyzing. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. And the same thing here. Yes, there is Syria. Yes, there's a, there's a mockum to think about the, the caution a person has to have not to do something wrong. But that, that's not meant to be his primary focus. That it becomes something which is like to be avoided at all costs life, as opposed to something which is appreciated and used. Is this the reason why um, when this is say the reason why we all live like a lift hour member? Any cults. The cults work much more on the similar aspect of what not to do wrong. Because either to control people like that. You mean forcing people to do good. But so there's no onish in the Torah for me to say Because we're going to punish someone for nothing to say, you've turned it back into force. Because now you, you better do this or you get punished. So I'm scared not to. That's not the point. The point of the Torah says that a person wants to do it. So Torah tells this is what you're meant to do. The Torah doesn't say I'm going to punish you if you don't. Because that would take away the objective, which means that a person wants to, wants to, wants to, wants to be good, wants to get better. It's meant to come from the Israel of Abba. But it's important to say that's the, the ikka. All the minus are yearners. There was a person who wants to reach, the person who wants to achieve. It's all mitzvah. Yearners remain. Shorakatira, Avasash, and Vekus. He gives minus of the Khira, minus the Muratari. It's all mitzvah because that's where a person is meant to be focused on. And that's where a person is meant to put his energies into. And I do have that. Every person appreciates life. Because life doesn't come as an extra challenge, life comes as an extra opportunity. And when a person sees life as an opportunity, then it's something a person wants more of. As opposed to a person always sees life as a potential danger, then it's understandable. Why, why, why risk yourself the whole time? That's enough committed. The over the Shem, of course there's a serious Yerushimai. Of course the over the Shem doesn't want to do various. But it doesn't become his mindset. His mindset isn't the, the always recognition of, I'm always doing something wrong and therefore I'm just hating every minute of it because I'm always being challenged. No, it's there, the person is aware of it, but the more important drive that there is in life is it's a chance to achieve. It's a chance to achieve, and therefore, like the brings in the Pasuk, the Harach to Yomim is a Brach. The 
he loves his life because it gives an opportunity to earn more and above. The Khalash Yosef Tayyibi Yalim Adrag Al Alamaba. And the more that Akash Baruch gives him opportunities, that's the more of an opportunity he has to learn Alamabwaza.